This is Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. My name is Max Bretos, and I promise to not hit this microphone during this entire show. That is my goal. Don't make a promise you can't keep. Vince LaRosa joining me here in our lovely studios. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're just listening in your car, which is the most frequent place to listen to pods, uh, great to... Great to join us, or great to have you. And we also want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It makes a big difference, and we appreciate your support. And we know the times it's been it's trying times with results. We yeah, know that people are people are fired up. I can uh, attest to that for, um, from firsthand knowledge. Uh, LAFC going up to Kansas City, taking the lead, and ending up losing late, two to one to SKC. Uh, they have a, a, Wait, similar, we, a similar situation that we have seen with the club. Before we really get results. into the game, can I just say I was there? Oh, I was going to get to that. Okay. I was going to get to that because the spectacle of the game uh, should not be un, uh, diminished by any means because it's felt special. It mm-hmm. felt like an event. To think that LAFC rolls into your town and your opponent doesn't get up for it or the fans don't get up for it, that is folly. It is legit. That was. Uh, and ad- I hit the microphone. That is an yes. advertisement for the league that uh, you really can't pay for. It was incredible. I was watching on on my phone. I watched it again last night mm-hmm. from home, and it was it popped off the screen. And you could see it. They support well. That 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 uh, stadium is fantastic. And perhaps another Western rivalry budding. Yeah, I mean, both you and our guest, spoiler alert, special guest, Lori Lindsay. Lori Lindsay will join us, yes. Uh, had great takes it. in the same way. She called the game. Uh, she said it was it was fans in the stadium. It was atmosphere. It was tactics. It was two teams playing entertaining football. Uh, it was raining cats and dogs at certain points. Like, the weather changed four different times in that game. I mean, it was incredible. I, I got to see it there in person, but I can only imagine that on TV it just looks so cool as well because the pitch, to your point, the pitch was great. That stadium... That stadium's awesome. It really it is. is. That was great. my first time being in that stadium. Great it's supporters. Awesome. Great. I mean, that is a true success story. By the way, that rain was, you were there. It was gnarly, right? Oh, Max, it was build an arc time. Like, get, get in the boat. <laughs> like, let's get <laughs> out of here. Days. Oh, man. When it started coming down, it, you could just, we were up near the top, so you could hear it coming off the roof, and it was like, oh, wow. Thank, thankfully, they have a really good pitch there, and they manage it very well because the, the pitch stayed pristine. Like, it didn't clump up too much. It didn't, it didn't get uh, too puddly. Uh, but, Man, it came down. It, it was like, I, I don't even know how you can run in it because it must have been just spraying in your face, like just water all, all the time. Are you familiar with the musical group Millie Vanilli? I am. I, I am a child of the 90s. That was the 80s, wasn't it? Well, it started in the 80s. When it, 90s I'm just glad. Is, well, 90s is when we found out the truth. The truth about Millie Vanilli. That the they behind the music. Singing. I feel bad for this generation. They didn't get Millie Vanilli. This, Do you? This German pair. Because you know what? After they found them all out, you know what you discovered? Their music was really good. Yeah. These songs were good, including Blame It on the Rain, which I actually was singing, listening to my phone, when the game ended because I go, you got to blame it on something, so blame it. I can't sing it. Like we, We'll have to pay... Uh, Copyright. Blame it on the rain is yeah. what I said at the end. Blame it on the, oh, blame man. it on the rain. I wish you would. I wish you would have told me that. That's what you were thinking. I would. Have, that's what would have been my tweet after the game. Blame, blame it, it on, on the rain. rain. I should have tweeted that. You should have. And now go listen to that song. Yeah. Watch the video on YouTube. It's very good. Let's go. Tactics and all of that are well, a big get, part. Can I just give a yes. shout out before? Of course. To your point, uh, they do have incredible supporters, and I, I got the chance to go to their tailgate. Um, they were bummed because there wasn't as many LAFC fans there. There were good, good, maybe like 20, 30. And I shout out to to Ox. He's at, he's at Hooligan Ox. I got to see him and his family. I got to meet them for the first time. They made the drive. Um, I think the drive. He, well, he he's in Kansas. Oh, he okay. made the drive out there. Um, and I got to meet him. It was very cool to, to meet. LAFC supporter in Kansas. Meet an LAFC supporter in Kansas that came out. Um, so shout out to Hawks. him. But I'll tell you what, man. New, newfound love of those sporting KC supporters. Because we were out there. We're out there. And you're always a little, I'm in an LAFC polo. Yes, we have cameras, which always helps. Fans, fans are usually like wanting to be on camera. Or at least they'll leave you, leave you alone or not heckle you too much because they see a camera. It was beyond hospitality. I mean, they're... Jason was there with us. He's producing, but literally they're then producing. I've got a woman, Christy, who's running around. She's like, you got to talk to this guy. You got to talk to this guy. She grabbed me Jimmy Nielsen, the white Puma. 
Legend, Sporting KC, Legend that I, I knew was going to be there, but I was like, there's no chance he'll want to talk to us. She she just taps him on the shoulder and goes, Jimmy, you got to talk to these guys. I like how Jason, you told me that Jason was there. I go, hey, we got to get Jimmy Nielsen. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> he's the white puma. But where are you going to use it? Are you going to use it for the show? Yeah, we're going to use it for the show. All right, well, fair enough. Well, here's I'm, the thing. I love Jimmy Nielsen. Jimmy great, Nielsen, great goalkeeper. Sporting KC, Legend, he's on the wall. Champion. Do you, do you know who's not on that wall? Former 110 football Aurelian and Cullen. LAFC player. Benny Failhopper. Benny Failhopper. What? I ran into Benny. Benny was there. So Benny, an assistant coach. Benny is an assistant coach, but it was uh, he was with family um, because he's actually been doing a little bit of things with uh, the academy. Um, but I think he'll be when he when they're out here in August. We'll see Benny on the bench with Peter Vermees. 14th year anniversary of his goal at the 2007 Gold Cup. Ah, because that, that a certain I, Max Brothers call. I was kidding, and I don't want to make it about me, but I saw that. So what a moment! Incredible goal, incredible call. And you realize 14 years later how few of those moments the U.S. have had. So you know Benny really mm-hmm. is an uh, uh, undervalued, mm-hmm. uh, underappreciated part of the American soccer well, we, landscape. We asked some people why why isn't Benny on the wall and they said who should be, he including should be. Jimmy Nelson. So yeah. There you in go, Benny. Time. Did in due do, time. doing a little PR for you. And we're gonna get some guys on the wall fairly. See and the traveling supporters, obviously a lot of road games coming up, so they're going to get out there. We know they're excited about a trip to Austin. They'll be there some in Rail Salt Lake. I'll be there in Austin. So uh, I, I can't. We'll be calling the Austin game, but we yeah, do it from studio it. on road games. I'm hoping to see my good friend Al Rate out there. Al Rate. We're going to be Al Rate. So let's talk about a few things with regards. Let's start from the beginning because okay. uh, they played a different formation. Mm-hmm. Uh, three defenders, three good center backs with uh, Moody. Kind of the the libero mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Blackman and Eddie on the other side, and then you had the fullbacks and Marco Farfan, the wingbacks and Marco Farfan and Kim Moon uh, Kim Moon Juan. Uh, so you look at a different style that we, we always are tried and tested. LAC four three three. This is kind of new. I mean, we've seen signs yeah. of it throughout this season, but to kind of come out strong like that is, and I think is. Uh, a, a shift here which will aid this club moving forward because you're, you're playing to the the 11 15 guys you have if you like horses for courses mm-hmm. we want to get here we think we can find some space so let's play with these wingbacks uh it's going to give some flexibility Be, not, not because they didn't want to play like this but i think that they have the personnel to do it yeah i mean we we talk about formations a lot and i always try to say don't put so much stock into exactly the numbers part of it, at least. Look at the roles. And to your point, the personnel is there. We have three very good center backs um, that, that can do a lot of things, that can do pay, that can uh, play with pace. Uh, they can build with three in the back, which when we have a four back, they'll sometimes do with, At- with Atuesta dropping in between them. Now you, now you can push Atuesta a little bit higher up the field, let him pull the strings maybe just a little bit higher. Um, for guys like Farfan and, and, and Kim Wan, it really plays to their strengths of getting forward. Um, after the match, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk it back a little bit. After the match, emotions were running high, um, and I, I said I wasn't too keen on it because my understanding was that this, a lot of this was to counteract teams that were going to switch the ball quickly so we could automatically have width. Um, and I thought that Sporting didn't necessarily switch the ball quickly but was still finding ways to, to overload sides, and I thought that there were some miscommunications at the time where uh, Tristan was maybe left a little bit um, Un- exposed um, because Kim is still kind of finding his way there through the system. Um, but I, but it, that's not to take anything away from Kim. I mean, he's had two incredible games. Uh, obviously, scores his goal, takes that well. You know what's great is moments before he had a similar moment where he had the ball and he looked to pass. Um, he had, I think it was Fontas. He had Fontas just deer in headlights, and, and he could have gone by him. Moments after he had that ball that was played through. Was it Blackman who played him in? And he was actually even behind the SKC defense. He played a cross in, which didn't find the yeah. target. But he was, I mean, it wasn't just an isolated incident on the goal. He was getting through. Yeah, no, to his credit, he, that, so he, he deferred to pass when I thought you had all the speed. You'd already beaten one man. You had the momentum, maybe get a little bit closer goal. Uh, that didn't come off the next time. Make the move, take the shot. And he buried it. Uh, but, I mean, our, our, our guest, Lori, was very high, was very praising of the 3-5-2. And I, I'm now starting to see it a little more. I just, we're going to get to it. The second half maybe soured it. Just a, yeah, just a little yeah, bit. It was for a me. different second half. And you're listening to this podcast, and you might be rolling your eyes, go, What are you talking about? We lost this game. And LAFC did lose the game. Hugely disappointing to, not, to walk away with nothing. I think if you watch this game, you see progress from the team and trying a little something different. And you also keep in consideration they may have been playing the best team in the league, mm-hmm. certainly in the discussion for it. That SKT, they're, they're good. I, they, I just looked at their, looking at their record, you see obviously they're in second. 
you look at how many goals they've scored and then but then you look you go eh, they've actually given up a lot of goals too but then see now seeing them in person i feel like They've got something really figured out, and they're going to be a, a fun team to watch. They hit the, look, they're they a little Liverpool-esque for me. Yes, it's a fun watch. Obviously, Alan Polito, he scored a goal. He is playing well. He was very good in this game. First 15 minutes, he was terrifying. And obviously, then he gets a goal later, but I was he also very got a, worried. He got that, that stamp from Eddie. I mean, it had got open. It's, what, Ooh, it's pretty he, gnarly if you want I do to see ho- it. I do hope he's okay. He's okay. I, I, I hope so. it's, it, it sounded loud from where it was, and then the way they had – you're always worried when you see a trainer come out and then they just keep sending more and more people out. That's when it worries you a little bit. Gian, Gianluca Busio, who's coming into his own as a deep-lying midfielder who can play spray ball around. He was involved on the goals for Sporting Kansas City. They do well with their homegrowns, Busio and Jalen. Uh, Jalen Lindsay, who Jaylen unfortunately Lindsay, had to come out of the game with an injury. Uh, and then this Shallowy revival. Look, Daniel Shallowy was... Uh, DOA in this league. He was good, and then you're like, all right, he's kind of hanging. He's a fringe player. He has clearly worked on some things where he is consistently good, mm-hmm. and he has seven goals yeah. this season. I, it was so good because we even talked about it before the game. He was our player on our player fantasy player. Uh, you probably won that because I had I Pablo Cisniega. I did not win that. You know who actually won that? The, yeah. the guy I gave the shout-out to. Ah. Ox won. Ox yeah. won. Okay, so uh, shall we— Both of us are very bad. A lot of people placed higher than us. Shallowy's been so impressive. He's 24 that I was going. I looked at his international situation. He's Hungarian. Hasn't been fully capped. I was like, why don't we get, kick the tires on that, Greg Berhalter? Yeah. Look, he's, it, he's been that good. If it wasn't for Chicharito and Carlos Hill, he's easily he's the MVP. He's easily MVP. <laughs> easily. So he's that top is three. Bananas. It would even be suggesting that. And man, he's quick in person. His touch has gotten better. Obviously, he's got a great shot. The way he bent that. That finish uh, to win the game. Uh, and sorry, I'm probably giving people PTSD, bringing back bad bad memories uh, just from the weekend. But he's he's a top player. I don't think there's any uh, doubt about it. He is a top player. He's figured it out. And we're playing at their place. So obviously you've got to, uh, uh, you've got to bring that. Well, and I, people don't want to hear this, right? But three games in a week, there's a lot of moving parts. And, and this is... This is where, again, I, I question the three-five-two, but I, I'm always reticent to, in any match, not just this match and not just with LFC, but with any coach, I'm reticent to say they got it wrong. It's one of my least favorite phrases in the entire <laughs> thing that people say, like, they got it wrong. That manager got it wrong because we get not even a, a window, not even a sneak peek into what's going on. You see the game, you understand who the players are, you know the players, right? But you don't know what training was like. You don't know what injuries they're dealing with. You don't know what the sports science department has set up. Like, hey, this guy's going to have to be a little bit careful. So uh, I, get, I get the people that say, well, you knew Carlos couldn't play that much, but why don't you start him? I never like starting a player you know you got to take out. Um, so I understand waiting. Uh, but and at, at we don't the time, know. At the time, it worked out well because you're at halftime, you're up a goal. Well, think how crushed you would have been. Look, it happened in 2020. Carlos doesn't go to uh, doesn't go to the Orlando tournament. We roll him out in that first game, and we come back. He injures his MCL. Not not something that really was an injury because he wasn't fit. It was just a freak thing. But imagine if he started that game and, and had a, a soft tissue injury, or dealt with something that he you know something like Austin. You're just gonna get murdered. So it's it's hindsight. I get it. You go with the science, um, but more so from our side, we don't know. No one tells us. Um, and the, obviously, there's reasons why we're not told. You don't want to tip off the other team as well uh but yeah it, it drives me wild some of the uh talk of of getting it wrong and you can say the substitutions maybe weren't well, the best but we great. don't know but we don't know i mean the one thing for me is i would have liked latif to stay in the game or somebody of that caliber in the midfield because once we had carlos on the pitch and even though we stayed in the five three two with either diego or carlos kind of shuttling between midfield all obviously it was more diego uh, Busio just grew and grew into the game and started to get more and more confidence. And I thought that's where it uh, went wrong. And then, but more so than anything, it's the red card. The red card changes the, the red game. Card. Let's talk about the red card because it's an interesting discussion that you brought up that we were going to ask. And the defender, Tristan Blackman, beaten. Uh, what you, Daniel Shallowy's behind him. Yeah. Uh, he's about three or four yards away from the 18 yard box. So 
a professional foul right. where he tugs him, knowing he's going to probably get a red card, which he did. It was a straight red card, even though Tristan had a yellow earlier. Don't believe it should have been a straight that, red. Uh, that is a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. Dogzio, whatever it is. Dogso. Dogso. Dogzio. Design. That's what, uh, the, my next dog Denial is be of named goal-scoring opportunity. Dogzio. Dogzio. That'd be a good band name. Ladies Ooh. and gentlemen, put your hands together for Dogzio. Do it with a Z? Hat. Was it? Would you do it with a Z, or how would you spell it? Or D O G S S I O scoring it, opportunity. Very, no. very. Dogs no, no. Up. I'm saying your band name. No, dogs. You got to. Sp- you just do it the way. Okay. Because then people go. What? Then they'll say. But then they'll say, Why do you have a Z? You go. I don't know. Yeah. It sounded cool. Is it Mark with a K or with a C? <laughs> a C. Very good choice. Dogs what up. movie? Say it again. Mark with a K or with a C. Empire Records. Haven't seen that movie in a long time. Good one. No. Check it out. You're a movie fan. Maybe LFC, LFC Film Club. Maybe we, I, they probably already screened Empire Who's in Records. that? Is, a, who's he, is it Brene Zellweger? Yes. Very young. Very young. Okay. So uh, what do you do? You be the coach here or you be the referee. Yeah, well, because think about what it. What do you do? Do you take the foul or do you let him through and see what happens? The, the reason why I love this is because think about it. You're probably told. And you got to remember some, you're up a goal. Yeah, you're probably told at some point we, you know, coaches will tell you, yeah, you can take a tactical foul. Um, so take so, the red card, basically. Well, yeah, it, the players are. are You're tra- saying it wasn't a red card. I'm saying it wasn't a red card. It definitely would have been because he would have got his second yellow. It's not a straight red for me. Now Tristan, in that moment, has to understand situationally, he already has a yellow. His first yellow, soft. Uh, but he, he, regardless, you have a yellow. Um, I, <laughs> away from home. You're up a goal, and people would say, "Well, we, it's one-one. You can, you still you have, have man, players. You still have a man on the field." First, there's no right answer. That's the thing. That's why this is fun. Um, I, I don't mind. <laughs> there is no right answer. Whatever works. <laughs> I don't mind a tact, I don't mind a tactical foul. I would prefer to keep the goal. I always, always would prefer to keep the lead and keep the goal, despite, even if you lose a man. Because look, a lot of teams can go on and win with ten men, and not just win one-zero. They go on and win. 2-0 or even come back. And LFC, to the point, LFC had chances to tie that game late in the match and even win it. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 say, I say do it, I, I, especially away from home. Keep your, keep your lead intact. Um, even if you've got to go down 10 and you kind of reshuffle. The, only, the caveat to that is, and this is a bigger thing and one that Bob has to figure out, is this team simply can't hold leads. So yeah, if that's in Tristan's head, if he's thinking, I'll do this and I'll preserve the lead for my teammates, they'll, they'll pick me up. That hasn't happened this season. That is the most troublesome part of it. They've got to be able to close these things out. Uh, it's 12 points lost from winning 12 situation. 12 points lost. Everything else you look at, and if that game ended 1-1, you're like, okay. Fair. Good, good. result. That's if a good result two, for LAFC. If it, it ended 2-2. By the way, 2-2 was my uh, And it almost, some, was my great, some great pressure late. Uh, a couple of really good opportunities after the uh, sporting goal that could have tied it. It didn't happen. It just feels like it's going to fall into place. It just, if you compare teams that are truly struggling, yeah, like a Toronto FC. It's not the same situation. Mm-hmm. Toronto FC fans are watching their team going, "What is go- repeat? This is uh, it's a mess." Well, they they don't see any plan. Yeah, right. And you can argue with me that LFC doesn't have a plan. I would disagree. I would highly disagree with you. Um, LFC, you can definitely see it. They're not getting boat raced. They're not getting blown out. Uh, but there's no negativity within the players. They're all very. It's a very positive outset. They come in. You don't see someone going, "Ah, no." no. Not today. Yeah, you have Corey Baird. This after is the, all going wrong. You have Corey Baird after the game owning that in that first minute of the second half should have scored, should have should have doubled the lead. That's another thing. Besides giving up leads, LFC hasn't been able to capitalize and go. That was that, a really good chance. That one farther. <laughs> it was a really good chance, and he owned it. He said, "This is what it is." So, and the flip side was he's saying we also make that one big mistake or two big mistakes. So they're not capitalizing on their league and they're making the mistakes. They understand that. They're not oblivious to that. They're not just walking out there and going. I thought we were okay. Thought, oh, or my other favorite, second favorite uh, quote in uh, in soccer: "We deserved, we deserved more." Yeah. Could you do it like in a Roy Hudson? No, oh, I do. We deserved more I, in that game. Yeah, it was a cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah. You got to. Uh, uh, Manesh just got in my ear. We take it one game at a time. That's a more an Americanism That's one. That's more Americanism. I, lo- I love that. I love that one. That too. One game uh, at a time, of course, because. Because have you ever tried to play two games at once? It's very difficult. That's right. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. So, yeah, that has to be – that. It, it really bothers everyone. It should. Uh, so, LEFC now have a blueprint, I think, and some options on what they can do. We talk, Okay, what are we talking We talk about the substitutions. I, I like it. You look, I, I'm with you. I, a blueprint what they can do, and I think what you're meaning is they – tactically, they can go 4-3-3. They can go 3-5-2. It's kind of cool. I mean, as, as I'm wearing my – 
Italy jersey because at least my my Italy team won. By the way, I'm we're doing the pregame alone on the on the LFC away days tailgate, and uh, Italy's playing and they're in extra time. Uh, so not only am I nervous because I'm alone for the first time, but Italy is at zero zero in extra time. I'm like, oh god, is this is Austria gonna? This is what they're doing. They're thank gonna, God we got rid of Austria. Thank God, but th- and thank I, God I wouldn't I'm looking forward to any more Austria. Well, games. throughout it, Jason's going. So it's one one nil Italy. I'm like, yes, yes. yes. I'm getting more and more excited. He's like, but focus. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. We two two nil Italy. Yes. And then it was dicey all, offside call on Arnautovic. It was, cra- it was offside. The call. So LAFC. It was cake from look, there. Look, I think we we got to be realistic here when we look at LAFC. They're they're down the standings now. You have two really good teams in the West, mm-hmm. in uh, Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. That looks like the teams that are going to. I I, I see. I, they'll have a bad. But patch you went toe to toe with them. On yes. occasions, like the obviously there was the game at the bank. You were up, you dropped points. I thought LAFC deserved more. Uh, they, they no, I they, would they deserve really, more there. Really, they played well. Uh, in Seattle, we were there. You and I were there. Uh, incredible first half. Just the the work rate, um, the ability to play out of the three five two, um, impress. They just didn't get the chances. And then Seattle does what they do. They grow into the game. They finish it off, and then they go toe to toe with Sporting. Yeah. I mean, these are these are incredible matchups. And to your point, they're not far off we're not getting blown out by any team i'm giving us all a target okay we're <laughs> we're gonna reset our our expectations for the season solid third place in the west lafc that really get would, there and you'll be happy yeah that really would only take a couple wins too i mean the standings <laughs> no look the standings for there'll be I, three games july there, and august yeah. we could turn around if by the any, end of july we're in, we're yeah. in third if there's anything you can be excited about it's the fact that the standings continue to break your way in, in a western conference that's difficult i mean if we were in the east I wouldn't be worried at all. We can easily climb up that. That East is so bad. Uh, but the West is, is tough. Uh, but a team like Colorado is, they're within reach. Um, and then you're, I mean, you're really, I think I wrote it down. I, I took copious notes today. Standings. 13, play, 13 points back at first. Maybe a bridge too far, but we've seen crazier things in this league. Uh, four points separate fourth from ninth at this moment. So LAFC only four points out of fourth. Uh, one point behind the seventh and final playoff spot. So the gods are smiling on us, and for whatever reason, the standings continue to kind of keep us in the mix. That being said, you could easily fall down those standings. Uh, so yes, it's, you could. Got to yes, turn it up. Things will, should be better. We'll see what they are doing in the marketplace. Chiqui Palacios comes back. Chiqui just started for Ecuador against, against Brazil. Brazil. The best team in the Americas. Started, went 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's great. Brian, I'm not playing for Uruguay. Maybe he'll there. get a game in here too, but he's still there. Uh, I'd hope he's playing that, that dead I rubber game, should. right? I mean, he should. You make them whole. You got to get somebody on the, on the field. This is not to bring up my team again, but Roberto Mancini has played all of his players in this tournament. Yes. Good for him. Our guy Fall got in there. We talked to uh, Steve Trundolo. Steve Trundolo said, said he's the one. He got some minutes. Told us we were going to be very happy. And I know fans are kind of down on him because he had a part to play in that uh, game winning goal. I watch it. Watch it again. Watch what he has to. Watch what he has to deal with. I mean, again, in my copious notes. Let me let me just check. You my, really my are second next goal. level. That you even uh, had like a note from fall. When you when you rewatch that, watch the two v one situation. I will say this: could fall could fall have not hedged his bets so much into the middle in that two v one situation and maybe stick a little close to Shallowy? Yes, but keep in mind, very young player in a two v one situation. It's still Shallowy. Um and he had no real cover. Bryce Duke was a little bit too far to one side uh, after the turnover. Didn't get there to help in time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer on the side of the Hall of Famer. And if Steve Torrendolo tells me he's a player to watch, I'm going to keep my eyes on him. He said he was a player to watch. We talked to him at Party Beer Co. Had a great time there. And then he gets into the, then he gets into the 11 yeah. uh, as a sub. So there you go. The proof is in the pudding. So we're going to reassess our expectations. It, it, are we uh, gutted? Yes. I, you could, I was having a nice dinner or I was having a nice lunch with my wife and son. I was watching my phone. I, ah, I almost tossed the phone. I was, <laughs> lunch I was ruined. How many, how, many lunch lunch, ruined. how many family lunches have been ruined by bad team play? Oh, man. Famously, one when uh, Florida State was playing Clemson and uh, Maxie, Football? Ma- yes, Maxie was one year old and he was crying. I'm like, stop, stop. Ah, and we're eating and I just had to take a 10 minute break. Yep. Got to get a breather. But stuff to work on here. Real Salt Lake on Saturday game on KCOP. KCOP. And then you'll get into these midweek games coming up. We have a, a trip to Austin on the not. Maybe we'll be the first I, team to score there, by the way. I heard Bally's replaying that uh, 
uh, Dallas game over and over again. Good, good publicity for this is this is why this changeover to KCOP and Bally is great. It is more God, eyeballs because we're trying to build fans that can't always come to the games. I love that it stays in the rotation, man. And we'll have a new producer, uh, our great Bernard Worrell. I wanted to say a few things on behalf. We got here at the same time. He's moving on to a great opportunity in uh, Atlanta in basketball. So uh, he has created a product that is now winning awards, that looks slick, is tremendous. More than anything, he's empowered his talent. Yep. Me. So I appreciate because not everyone does that. I mean, he does this. He does it. He whipped, he whipped you back into shape. Yeah. He does a compilation of really, all my goal calls. I go, I don't yeah. deserve that. It he makes really, me look great. Yeah. His, his attention to detail is, is second to none. I uh, tell a quick little story. I remember he came here, built it from scratch. With like, from scratch, but not just from scratch, but in the amount of time that like it should have been impossible. It like the, I remember the night before, he was spray painting the uh, the astroturf. That's right. Out front of the little uh, the experience center that many people have been to the uh, RIP the experience center. I remember him doing that, and that was I I honestly. And this is not to to put down him at all. I I did not think we were going to be on the air in that first game. In 2020, when the the pandemic year, we had a game. I think it was the Real Salt Lake game. Actually, it was moving in out. They had to try to reschedule. It, and they go, we don't know where to put it. And I remember I was traveling. I was like Tuesday. We don't know. And he goes, uh, I just been informed. This is Tuesday at five o'clock. He goes, I just been informed. They want to do it tomorrow. I go, so we're just going to snap our fingers and have a production. And we did. Yeah. We did. He got everything, in, all the ducks in a row, and we, we pulled it off. Yeah, people, if you're not in TV. Uh, you can't it, do that. You, if you, you ever just, say the answer is, well, we yeah. can't do it then. Even if you watch a broadcast that has been like six months in the making, uh, you'd still be astonished that anything ever gets on TV. That the fact that you turn on your TV and it is not just a bunch of snow is incredible. still incredible to me. And I've, I've worked <laughs> a little bit in TV and gotten to see it, and I... I don't okay. know how he did it. He's incredible. I'm like that with airplanes and airports. I go, I can't believe these things go into how the sky. How does a plane fly? How are we with time? Are we, or do we get to Lori? I, I mean, I think, we've, we, I think we've done enough doom and gloom. I think Lori was a good... We didn't really do... It was, we really didn't do much doom and gloom. We didn't. Should what, we? What should we... Should we? Do we want to do we bring the mood down so she can bring it up? That, the fans that want blood. <laughs> what, should, what should we look at? Look, I, I, we talked about it. I... But again, I have to I have to front load this with we do not know the entire situation. We do not know the full fitness of seafood, Latif Blessing, uh, Carlos Vela. Were the substitutions a little weird? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I, th- I thought in a game where you know that uh, Sporting is going to want to try to control through the midfield, and you got Busio lurking uh, to pull out Latif um, when you have kind of a good thing going. You have at least in defensive coverage between Latif, Mark. And at Tuesta, you have a really good thing going there. And then you move it because you want Carlos. You want to go in for the kill. Um, and then you just kind of get overran and they start finding ways. I mean, I would still say that in the end of the day, we really still created their chances for them through through a myriad of mistakes. I th- and, but, you know, the, I, th- I have no more. I'm still avoiding the doom. The response that was different when they fell down to the Sounders when we were up there, when they fell, obviously the New York City FC came back, there wasn't that response. There was a response. Yeah, here. they kept churning. I'll they say that. They kept pushing and had two guilt edge opportunities to tie it. It's, yeah. that is, that's an improvement because I saw it where they were like, and they said, that's not going to happen. And, and it didn't. And this time it kind of, mm-hmm. they kind of worked it out. There was not that negative. There's always a positive outlook on this. It's not, there's no quit. So. I, I've, I've got to, I can only imagine because they, kind of feel close and it's not it's not going to be good enough for fans um until it's actually done and i understand that the results have to come and we can't live off of these hopes and dreams and, and, and yes we and, understand and, and in the past uh to our to our good friend jerry Reynoso, glory days throw back to you i love i love to use glory days i love that guy he's seven, seven or maybe he just turned 18 but old, glory old, days. old soul old jerry soul Reynoso. okay yes uh but, back in my day but I, I get it yeah you can't you can't live off of that but to your point, that NYCFC was when I was really disappointed to see was, them kind of be quiet, no one say anything. They didn't really, I didn't see like a bunch of screaming and yelling, but I did see the, the turnaround and to your point, they kept churning, man, and they had chances. Carlos was inches away and that, they, they just kept pushing. I mean, there was a couple of other opportunities where they, they had chances to either go up or then to the point Carlos could, could have tied it. Um, I, and yeah, the only doom and gloom for me is we can't keep saying this week in and week yes. out. That Groundhog we, that, Day. That they're Groundhog Ned Ryerson. Day. Yeah, Ned Ryerson. Hey, Ned. Hey, Ned. Uh, but it's MLS, man. I mean, remember what Sam Seshkel said? Hey, Sam, when should we panic? 
maybe at the halfway point <laughs> or not. Don't I don't, he goes, I don't even know. You could probably wait till, you know, the final two months of the season and we're not there yet. Two road games coming up. Rail Salt Lake, Austin. Let's go. That'll be a good day. I think you've got to get a good response. You can't put your head down. I think we'll, they'll have a week here before Real Salt Lake. They've had success there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that can continue on. I, you like their chances. We'll see. And maybe closer to Carlos Villa being 90 minutes. By the way, Diego Rossi becoming a true villain in Major League Soccer. Oh, yeah. Everybody please. hates him, Actually, and I brought, love you, that. You brought this up. Please, just can you take people through this timeline? If you look at the reaction, he, he is working the referees nonstop. It's hilarious. Okay. He's like, oh, and it's these heated conversations, always asking for yellows, getting yellows, just being an irritant. The players, these opponents obviously hate him. The fans obviously hate him. Referees obviously hate him. I love it. I you know love it. Really we work- need that. You know who else is really working the referees? You know, by the way, one last thing. Do you see how slowly he came off as he was a sub? It was like he was running backwards. Oh, that was great. It was amazing. <laughs> and he initially tried to be like, I got to go. He was moonwalking. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> Carlos did this in the Dallas match when he came off. Uh, Diego didn't have the arm armband to do it, but Diego did the. Uh, oh, I gotta go. I gotta say something to this guy real quick. Uh, Carlos, <laughs> hold on a second. It's really important. Carlos in the Dallas match goes, takes off his armband, and it goes to the referee. Goes, I gotta bring it over to Atuesta, who's all the way over there. And the referee goes, I will bring it to him. I will take it. Hold to on him. a second. No, but he really likes it yeah. when I hand it to Which, him. Yeah. We have a we have a thing. You going. don't understand. It's sac- it's it's just solemn. It's tradition. It's a, it's a this moment. is Uruguayan tradition. Uh, no, but uh, what was I saying now? Oh man, you made me lose my Sorry. train of thought. Rossi. Oh no, the, the villain. Yes. Uh, when he wears the armband, you know who really likes to be a little bit of a villain? Atuesta. And they, yeah. there was a foul. I love it. There was a foul in the first half, and Atuesta was barking, barking, barking. And finally, the referee goes, come over here. And I'm going, <laughs> oh, no, he's going to get a yellow. And, he goes, and you could see him talking. He just goes, no, no yeah. more. And Atuesta goes, fine. And then two steps away. Hey, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's good. We put a I good think, bow I on it. I think we're good. Lori's going to have some great stuff to discuss. So we'll we already talked to Lori to you know to let everyone know, and it's really good. It's, it's like good. really she she gets down to the nuts and bolts, and and uh, you know we we complimented her on her the work that she's done and the work that she's put in. But man, she she I had all, all I had all the answers, and I don't mean like she just figured it all out. I mean she. She really gives you thoughtful answers, and it's so quick. She's a geek like the rest of us when it comes to these <laughs> tactics and stuff, as you will f- soon discover. Yep. But we love it. Uh, we're going to get into that Inside LAFC Max and Vids podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Special guest Lori Lindsay coming up next. Back here on Inside LFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Very special guest. Very excited to have Lori Lindsay, who was a plus one on a couple occasions and uh, did cover the LAFC game this week and calling it for ESPN with Adrian Healy, who has appeared on this podcast. And now we have Lori. Lori, that was uh, what you oh, let, let's just start at this. How are you doing? And uh, <laughs> it's great to see you. Oh my goodness, I am great. It's great to see you as well. And some of my favorite commentating experiences have been with as with you as the plus one. So um, thanks for all the guidance. I appreciate it. It's well, fun to be here. And we called a, a U.S. Open Cup game. We could yeah. the, the Timbers game, which is like a quarterfinal. Was it the one we lost? Yeah. The one we lost. Ah. Yeah, exactly. It was a huge upset. So at Lake <laughs> of California. So. She bleeds black and gold, but we understand that. But you have to be a professional <laughs> during the broadcast. I'm a professional. If I ever, you know, we all are. We all call the games down the lines. Max, so so. <laughs> I love this. I, I love this vibe that we're doing. That we're bringing in the the uh, commentary from the last match, and I love it even more that it's it's Lori Lindsay, and we know her, and she's a good good friend. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just go right into Sporting KC, the Sporting KC match. Could you give us your just kind of overall take of where this LAFC team is at after seeing them in person? Well, listen, like what a fun match that was. And, um, you know, you couldn't ask that. all the elements, whether it was weather, back and forth, different um, goal, like lead changes. So such a fun match. But, you know, I think in terms of LAFC standards, I think that, you know, everyone's a little bit like, okay, this isn't the 2019 we're dominated, right? There's been a lot of talk about that, but still watching them live completely in that game, even after obviously a little bit of a momentum shift when they got the red card on Tristan Blackman um, and then Sporting KC with the fans behind them. However, the whole time, I mean, even that last opportunity by Vela at the end that could have been in, we've seen him put those types of goals away. So I, I don't have any concerns about this LAFC 
see, quite frankly, I think once they start to get, they're creating chances. So once they start to find the back of them more consistently, then I think you start to see almost identical performances that you saw with a different team, obviously, in 2019. Because very much in that game against one of the best uh, teams currently right now in MLS. So uh, goodness, I mean, fun team to watch. And um, overall, just a fantastic game to call. That was going to be my follow-up. I think we get a little tunnel vision here with LAFC. We've got so many things going on, so fans are really focused on the team. But give us an idea how good that sporting team is because they, they might be – I mean, Seattle has obviously got out really hot start, but that the way that sporting team plays, I know they, they let in a couple more goals than they probably would like, but, man, they really can score. Like, Give us a, an idea of how good that sporting team is too because, look, no one wants to lose, but it it's helps, no shame. It helps tell the story too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you who I was really impressed with to see live because I is Busio because I have obviously there's been a lot of talk about him going over to Europe and how good he is at such a young age. And watching several games leading up to this one, um, I had been incredibly impressed. I love how he plays, especially as a, a former midfielder myself. But watching him live and the amount of ground he covers, I thought defensively he was much more exceptional than I really expected him to be. Because for me, the, the real big question for Sporting KC was their two center backs, Fantas and Elias Sanchez going into that game. Given that Elias Sanchez, not known for his pace, right, typically a number six. So I thought the LAFC could have taken more advantage of targeting those two center backs, but credit to Busio. I thought he did such a good job of screening them going in. So he, he really leads the way. And, and uh, so one sporting KC fun team to watch incredibly well coached. And you can see the discipline on both sides of the ball, but in those first 20 minutes, I think LAC neutralized them to a point where their front three out, excuse me, outside of, once LAFC um, scored, you saw no sort of interaction with the front three for uh, for Sporting KC. So, and for a front three that's that potent, credit to LAFC um, in terms of just calming them down, not giving them any good looks. But overall, I mean, you can just see what Peter Vermees has done in terms of the discipline on both sides, especially um, with how they play as a unit. And he said that coming in, this is probably the, one of their best defensive teams that they've had, just in terms of the buy-in of the total 11 as a unit. Uh, just as a follow-up with Busio, it's, I love how they play him there. Uh, deeper role where he can connect these passes and he's on the gold cup preliminary roster i think he'll be on the final roster if he can it'll be he'll make the team but would they play him more i think they would probably play him a little bit more uh accelerated but if he could play that role that's a game changer for the u.s if there's a, a guy who can play that deep line midfielder who, who can do the tyler adams type role but we don't know, but I've been really impressed with him yeah. as well. Uh, just totally. real quick, Lori, about the tactics, because I know I was listening to you and Adrian, and uh, the news came in fast. Carlos Vela's not going to start. There's going to be three defenders with five. What did you think about those tactics for this matchup playing here, and how do you think that played out? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, when when Bob had told us that that was the plan, and I know that they didn't some, they had gone to something similar or the exact same thing against Dallas in the second half to really kind of neutralize any sort of um, playmaking ability for teams that like to be expansive. So I was I was excited um, just as like a, a person that likes to talk about tactics. <laughs> and, you know, for the most part, like that's what I'm talking about. I think that that game plan was, was awesome in terms of um, you didn't see Russell, um, Chaloui, um, even Polito that involved um, much in that first half, really. I mean, I think that they did a good job and they didn't even, I thought the space outside the three center backs was going to cause LAFC some problems, but did a good job of putting pressure on them. Uh, the only thing that I questioned was, I would have liked to see Vela start because I think that could have been knowing that maybe he would have only been able to go, you know, 45 to 60 minutes, given that he's still coming back to, to full strength. I think that they could have caused and potentially made it difficult for Sporting KC to even get in the game in that first half. And you just really quickly, you would have probably liked to see like Vela and Rossi, maybe Musovsky off the bench or uh, potentially a, Redo the tactics and play with three at the top. No, I would have st I would have stuck with the same same game plan and just inserted some Musaski, put in Avela, and then have like Baird and um, him come off the bench late in that game. Okay, yeah. So obviously in that match we 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 played with the five and one of the uh, players that is now starting to show his quality and coming through is is Kim Moon Hwan. Uh, two great games in a row and he gets his goal. 
Uh, what what is your uh, kind of analysis of of his profile and the type of player he is? And I, I also, if you could throw in kind of your take on how he is is he a wing back? Is could he work in a four? Because a lot of fans are wondering, you know, what his de- defensive capabilities. I thought sometimes he was getting caught too far forward or maybe too far inside, and I think that that's a for him it maybe is difficult parsing the four three three that he's learning plus the three five two. I think he's he's having to learn a lot of systems on the fly. <laughs> yeah, it does seem that way, and you know. Uh, I I think he actually suits that uh, three five two or when they go into a five back defensively obviously um, because it does allow him we obviously saw him score the goal um, on Saturday so it allows him to get higher up the field you still have those covers with those three center back and again what I've mentioned is I, I thought it was a great game plan I thought LFC and um, outside of first like ten. 20 minutes or so really had complete control and then things shifted obviously with the red card. Uh, you know, I don't know if I've seen Munwan enough to say so much in terms of a four back. I think absolutely with his experience, he could, it's just going to take some time, but you know, I would be curious to see if Bob, how much he continues to shift back and forth between the four three that we're used to seeing LAFCN and this like five, three, two, three, five, two hybrid. Um, because right now, it does seem to suit LAFC more in that three-five-two. I think with the players that want to go forward, we saw Farfan Farfan get higher up the field. He likes to go forward because I thought um, Zuzi some trouble when he first came on um, to get comfortable into the games. So, and, and then again, it still um, allows for some cover. So you know, time will tell. And I can't speak to Moon One in that four-back, but I, I think if if um, Bob sets the parameters and the boundaries. I think he could fit in seamlessly. Yeah, I think it's an interesting development because you, it was always a set. It's a four three three, four three three. Generally, throughout the history of mm-hmm. this club, mm-hmm. and now you would make these adjustments. I think it, it, you play to your strengths, and if you have the fullbacks that can do it, and these guys will grow into it, it, it it'll it'll keep teams and opponents on their toes. I think it's a, yeah. an exciting development on that front. Well, look, Tristan had a had a rough match, right? But a player of his mm-hmm. quality. You got to find a way to get him in there. They have yep. three top quality center backs. Um, yeah. well, you know what? You, what's your take on that? On the is the three center backs? Do we have the the requisite uh, you know profile of center backs to play a, th- a three back? Do you believe on in that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it was a silly. You know, uh, Tristan gives the ball away, right? Lance Busio, unfortunately, and then they're right down, and it's a great touch by Shallowy um, to get past Tristan, almost bait him in um, for that red card. Obviously, already sitting on a yellow as well. So, um, but yeah, I think you know, anytime for me personally, and one of the reasons why I think LAFC has always been such an exciting team to watch and people get behind your team is because. And Bob has made this very clear. You want to go forward. You want this is how you're going to play, right? You want to attack. You want to send numbers forward, and obviously have the players with top strikers in the world on the team. And I think this this allows um, for that for LAFC, right? With a different look and a different formation, and to be able to have some wiggle room depending on who you're playing. But it puts people people and players in better situations, and then you don't have to always rely on certain strikers. You have a little bit more fluidity on who you can play. And obviously, Rossi, I I mean, watching him live is so fun as well, just the the little darting runs and the activity he has up top. Um, But listen, I would would personally like to continue to see this um, formation develop. Because when you talk to Peter Vermees, he's not straying from the 4-3-3. So there's not going to be a ton of coaches that are going to say, hey, this is a different formation we're going to try. And I, I really appreciate that from Bob. Yeah, well, qu- quickly, hindsight is obviously 2020, but put on your your coach manager hat, <laughs> Lori. Do you, do you want your player to foul in that instance? <laughs> I was going to ask the exact same question. Do you want Do you want Tristan to foul? Because because a lot of people are, are saying obviously he, again, should he take the red, knowing that he's going to yeah. take away that goal scoring opportunity? Is that yeah. the right play there for your defender, or do you let that guy go through? Yeah, you know, great question, and I would love to go back and see that again just to see where the cover is because mm-hmm. I do think all in all. LFC's defense was good enough in those moments and throughout the game that there could have been enough cover. Was there? Am I wrong about that? If he does get close. through, I mean, I mean Chalou yeah. is so quick. That's the yeah, only, that's the think, only thing yeah. for me. And I oh, think, and I think it was smart because he, in the sense that he pulled him down, knowing, okay, you're you're outside the 18. He timed it well. You could tell he was committed. He, if he waited another second, it could be a penalty. But it yeah. was I, for I, sure. 
it's a tough one, but uh, yeah, it's a- the one thing I'll say about this is if you're going to try to look for positives too and all of that, then he takes the foul, right? He gets the red card. And I'm telling you, LAFC was still in that game. It was like, and in a way that I was like, uh, sporting KC, like for how disciplined they are as a team. And you can tell how um, their tactical understanding, how they want to play. I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of room in there for Mark Anthony K to roam still when I thought this doesn't need to be necessary. You do not need to give any chances to LFC. So in the end, besides not getting the result, there are still some some key moments, I think. And it, we should give LFC some confidence to know, hey, despite what happens, we can still be in these games with the players that we have and just understanding, really. One last question about the game, and it's kind of backtracking a little bit because you were calling it. I know you were there. Everything about that game, I mean, we're watching the Euros, and then they sw- – you switch over to this this MLS game and the stadium's packed. The 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 track, the field looks immaculate and it's bouncing mm-hmm. around there. These two teams are going at it. I'm like this just for casuals is tremendous uh, advertisement for the league. And I know it was the first time they played in 2 years, but I'm kind of marking the calendar when they play again and again maybe a rivalry developing, but just the, I guess looking at the spectacle, how do you reflect on what you saw uh on Saturday? Well, you know, listen, I've been to a home match um, at Children's Mercy Park before, and that place is just rowdy as all get out. It was awesome. I mean, and as we all know, too, right, we've been like, you know, over a year with not a ton. We're starting to get back. Um, you're not at full capacity, or are you at Bank of California? We are, finally. Yeah. yeah. Was Wednesday night against Dallas full capacity? Yes. Or is that? Yes. Okay, yeah. We had that and um, then the, the, per, the prior game, the, the weekend. Yeah, the weekend we've prior had two so Dynamo. far. Okay. So we're cooking with gas, Lori. We're going. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, for us too, as commentators, this is some of the first games starting to trickle back in with fans. So it is, you know, it's almost wild to think like how we call games differently when you're live too in front (laughs) of fans. It's like, you can see everything. You're not just on the monitor. But I honestly think that this is, I couldn't believe they hadn't played in two years. And I think this could be a wonderful rivalry because I like when I was talking with both of the coaches too, you know, their seriousness, but they also understand their, um, their role in terms of entertainment value, both teams. I think we're typically used to seeing like this, a counterattacking defensive type team for Kansas city. Now they want to go right. They want to play, they want to open things up. So, um, I'm going to mark my calendar when that is too, because it's, it was fun. It was exciting. And I, I have a feeling both of these coaches were like, hell yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Sign up so that. were the fans. Yeah. Well, speaking okay. of great advertisements for the league, Lori just cut a promo. I know that was great. <laughs> well, we're obviously lucky to have Lori Lindsay on with us as our guest. And we're lucky that in 2022, we're going to get an NWSL team. You obviously cover the league, uh, angel city. So I'm going to spring this on you. Uh, the fans really want, Kristen Press, the hometown girl, to gotta be the come, first signing make a big impact. To, to bring her home, to make that big impact. You know, it's L.A. Obviously, LAFC did it with Carlos Vela. Is Kristen Press the signing for Angel City, or is there someone else that maybe should be on the radar that they should be considering? Um, well, short answer, yes. I think that makes the most sense. Um, unattached to any club right now after um, – you know, not being with Manchester United anymore. That was just announced. And being from L.A. herself, um, always going back there in the offseason. And then, you know, on-field stuff right now, probably the most exciting striker that the U.S. has in terms of goal-scoring ability is every time she steps on the field, whether it's she's starting, whether she's coming off the bench, making things happen, finding the back of the net. And that you know, typically for the national team, she's come off the bench and been a, a major role player in that way. But I guarantee, um, barring any sort of major injury or catastrophe heading in these next couple of weeks, she will be one of those starting three up top and just a big name, really big name. And, and, and somebody that, um, without actually talking to her about it, I would imagine absolutely wants to be there, wants to play for Angel City. You've got to make whether it's Christian Press or someone else. You're they're going to make a big impact because it's important, and you need that 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 Mm -hmm. face, that athlete to help push this thing along. Uh, Just from afar, and you cover in WSL. By the way, Lori will be covering the Olympic Games here as well, so we're looking forward to hearing your. She'll be covering Kristen on the Olympics. You'll be covering Kristen Press. By the way, just a quick sidebar: Is the rest of the world catching up on the U.S.? I know there a couple close 
calls there recently, not really on the field, but the score lines uh, against Nigeria and I, I, the, the other opponent escapes. But they, they hung in there a little bit more. Is the world closing in on the U.S. or is that a mirage? I don't think they are. But, you know, these scores may suggest that maybe, you know, maybe there's a little, not a changing of the guard, but the gap's closing. The gap is certainly closing for sure. And I think, you know, we would know this on the men's side too, just the these countries who grow up with that sport, right? They watch every every day, they, they play it. Um, that's what they're grown up with and that's what's in their blood. And so you can see that just the tactical understanding. We definitely have a, a still a, a huge gap, I think, or, or huge is an extreme word, but in terms of the athleticism, right? The money, the investment over all of these years is what has allowed us um, you know, to to make such headway um, in the in the global game, but yeah, I mean, now that we're seeing more investment across, and and, and credit to the U.S. and you know, I was part of that because it's what this whole organization and the program is about is giving back, and and that's why you see, um, you know, the equal pay and stuff because it we feel responsible not only for what's going on here in the U.S. but globally. So yeah, I mean, the with investment with. Uh, um, with more pro leagues around the world, for sure, for sure. And and all these teams, the last thing I'll say about that is they're making it more difficult because maybe not every single player on the national teams that we're facing are playing professionally, but a good portion of them are. So they have an understanding of what it takes at the highest level to compete. Um, they understand um, tactically, technically, athletically, right? So, um, and then the more that closes in terms of every single one of those players playing professionally for their, um, outside of their national team, and then those teams um, come together even more, then yikes watch out yeah, I would say. It's, it's on a great it's on a great trajectory there's no doubt about it uh sure. but you know it, it, it now's the time to really strike but i i could see it i i i was gonna ask you about angel city just overall what did you uh, what do you think about their build and what what, what do you expect what's impressed you on what their rollout so far and obviously everything is still very early on but having a team here playing at bank of california stadium what kind of excitement that will cause uh, well, it's, I want to um, come out of retirement and play for Angel City, I think. So. <laughs> come on. Spraying some balls uh, there over. in the midfield. Get up. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'm not going to run. So just pass it. <laughs> get sprinters around me, okay? I'll just pass it and play through balls. That's good living. Um, but I think, you know, when we talk about the global game, when you talk about the game evolving and elevating, you're going to have to look to Angel City because they're doing everything right in terms of this has been a longer trajectory for them to be able to take um, the field, which is awesome because they're doing it right. They're building up, they're um, building up the excitement. And then, you know, I think this model that we're seeing in terms of um, multiple owners, obviously we have, you have that in LAFC as well, um, I think is unique. And I think that'll be the way going forward. And it's, it's, it's exciting to have those voices former players, people that understand um, what it takes to play at this level, to be able to have a say, I think is massive. And then to be um, seeing Ann Shukles, who's on the broadcast of the night with you, Max, right? right. With Dallas. And then um, Inia Luko, who's an English international player coming over. Um, to have those voices and to be able to give back the game is just unbelievable. And that is the difference, I think, across the board that you're going to start to see in women's football is – players returning at different levels um, than we have ever seen before because there's more positions too. So um, outstanding. It is raising the bar in our league. Um, and I'm excited to see the standards that they set for everyone. I feel so much better now that we, we talked to Lori with Man, the analysis. You throw anything Lori and she just throws her, bang, yeah, yeah, there you go. She's got it all covered. <laughs> we give her some lemons. Here's some lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> After the first part of our podcast to have her come on and, and set us straight. Yes. Can't, can't be and that. walk everyone off the ledge. It's yeah. Things are going to click in with LAFC, and we obviously have a lot to look forward to Angel City. We'll look forward to seeing you or hearing you as well on the, uh, the broadcast in the Olympics. Everyone's getting excited about the Olympics. I even was tuning into the, the gymnastics uh, uh, qualifying. And, uh, I, you know, with all the stuff about the Olympics and Tokyo, are they going to have them? You're like, you have your guard up, but then you see the qualifying. You're like, here we go. Here we go. It's going to yeah. be good. Let the good times roll, Lori. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see you very soon. All right, keep up the great work, and thanks for joining us. It means a lot for us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Lori Lindsay. Well, well that's it. That brings a, a close to Inside LAFC. We're not going to top, top that. We're not going to top it. I feel a lot smarter. I, I'm content and very positive moving forward for next week when LAFC takes on Real Salt Lake, who's going to be on KCOP, by the way. So, and you'll be on the call. And we're two for two on local broadcasts, so just keep that in mind.
Have a great day.